What makes you strange on purpose? I think I'm a perfectionist. I don't know anything. I don't know, I'm just me. I'm a little weirdo. I'm just me. My unwillingness to stay stagnant. I can only be like authentically myself. The best way I can answer this question is with describing a picture. It's this guy riding a motorcycle while he's reading a book called How to Ride a Motorcycle. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. Honesty hour. I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I'm Izzy, and my guest today is an absolute legend. It's, he's someone that I've been following for a bit now, and um, I feel like if you're listening to this, you probably follow him as well. And I'm just mad excited for him to jump on and talk about his design process, everything he's worked on, and everything like that. So, Jeff, thanks for joining me. Oh, man, my pleasure, Izzy, man. It's It's been a long ride, but um, I'm glad this is my first podcast in a long time, so it's cool to do it with you and kind of get my, get my juices flowing and my, my voice back. <laughs> so, I'm honored. I'm absolutely yeah. honored for the people that do tune in that may not know who you are or for the people that know who you are, but aren't plugged into everything you're working on today. Do you want to give a bit brief intro as to who you are and what you do? So yeah, I'm Jeff Cole. Um, I'm a digital artist. Um, co-founder of Iconic, which is a uh, um, direct-to-consumer art company that focuses on, you know, inspiration and motivation. Um, I'm going into the Web3 space as of right now, and we have, have created kind of an arm of Iconic. It's not, um, I guess, under it's not the same company, but it's powered by Iconic. It's called Meta Relics, and that's a, uh, you know, Web3, you know, art collective company that's going to you know, host a ton of different Web3 products and projects under it, um, where we'll collab with, you know, other projects, um, all my Genesis projects and, you know, drops will be under under that. Um, and that's really what I've been focusing on pretty, you know, 90% of my time, which is a big flip um, in my life, which we can talk about, you know, going forward or in this in this podcast. But my first Genesis project is called Sneaks of Nature. Um, it's a massive project. It's probably the biggest project I'll ever work on, like mm. by far. Um, very exciting, and it's catered towards my fans and you know the Web three community. And it's actually going to be built with my community, so not just hey, you know, it's going to be secret, and then we're just going to put it out. Um, a large, large part of it's going to be actually, you know, inspired and and helped by my community, which is going to be amazing. Which I've been already doing in the past kind of month. Um, but that kind of sums everything up. Um, you know, I, I majored in illustration growing up, um, transitioned to digital art when I was broke and had to start making money. So that's how I got started to get into it. But, you know, um, I've been doing art my whole life. So, uh, and all the different types of mediums, art mediums. So, uh, you know, I'm familiar with everything, kind of dabbling in everything. And, you know, I like to think of myself as a chameleon. 
you know, I can adapt myself to any really art style. Um, it's one of my probably best traits is I can kind of dive into any aesthetic or any, any medium and, and do it at a high level. Um, and that's kind of what I pride myself on. So <laughs> you're good, man. Uh, something that really popped up to me when you were introducing yourself was you hit on this word. It was community. And yeah. it's something that uh, if you follow Jeff on Twitter, he's been really talking about the difference between having an audience and having a community. So what does that really mean for you moving forward? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a big eye opener, you know, once, you know, I started to realize, you know, Instagram's organic reach was going down. And, you know, instead of, you know, Instagram feeding, you know, my stuff to my whole audience, it was dwindling and dwindling um, through my analytics and noticing Instagram wasn't, you know, sending my stuff to everyone. And I started noticing that I just started paying attention, more attention to like, okay, you know, my comments in the, you know, in the comment section weren't as much about, you know, my work anymore. It was more just, I don't know, I, I guess the energy was different. Mm. Um, and the energy on Instagram started really, uh, I don't know, it just started jumping out to me, you know, just like the more negativity, the more bots, the less conversations people are having. Um, it just was a very, to me, I, I don't want to say dead conversation, but it was very surface level. It was just to get clicks. It was, it was very just almost yeah. what Instagram is now It's fake. So it was, everything was very fake to me. And, you know, my team, you know, was really trying to get me to get on Twitter and I really, I've never been on Twitter. And, you know, I got on and, and just the conversation started changing. Um, the interactions, the, the love, the support, the, the dialogue, um, just everything about it was, was, was different. And then I started seeing my, my organic reach was going, it was great, way crazier. And it's funny because yeah. I had like, I had like a thousand followers on Twitter and I was getting more reach on organic reach on Twitter than I was on Instagram with like over 800, you know, 800,000 followers. So I just like really started to dive deeper into, you know, what that meant and in kind of the direction in which I wanted to go in. And I was kind of just fed up of making art for an audience and um, people just using my art to kind of sell their stuff, which, you know, on Instagram, people just would take, photos and whether you're a sneaker account trying to sell more sneakers you'd put my image up and say hey like we just got these back in stock and um it just was yeah to, to me instagram is like the city of la right it just like this yeah. fake community and like twitter was just like what i was always used to growing up was more like chicago it's like this community of people who have your back and like want to help you you know fulfill your dreams and it was, it was just it was, it was just way better. And obviously we, we, we just opened up our discord about a week ago and like, it's popping, like just, I'm having so much fun talking to fans and them giving me inspiration behind stuff to do, which has never happened before. And we're collaborating on stuff and I'm integrating their ideas into my projects and um, just, it feels way different. My energy is different. You know, you know, I'm just way more, inspired um 
and it feels like a family um what we're doing right now and it's just it's sad it's sad because instagram is kind of the platform that like kind of built me up Mm -hmm. um and i think it's just you know getting destroyed right now uh and who knows you know the full reasons why but um i think you know i obviously don't want to come here and like shit on instagram but like (laughs) some of the things i'm noticing it's it's real and it's and people are noticing it and it's not and it's not going away and I think it's it's worth the conversation talking about like the difference between the two. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, and obviously, me and you talked about this a lot. You know, on our first call is like how Web two is just this like salty, negative, um, completely polarized audience, and then like you go to Twitter and it's like the complete opposite, and like you could be talking about the same thing. So it's like you can take one topic and do it on Instagram and the conversation is completely negative and polarized and, and people are just going crazy. And then Twitter, it's like completely different. It's like euphoric. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely worth talking about and, and asking why and, and diving deeper into that. So for the outside eye, uh, when you're talking web three, there's a ton of people out there that are, let's call them naysayers and don't really believe in us moving into web three right now or anything like that. So what were those signals for you that you were like, damn, I should probably jump into this? Well, you know, Gary V, he's, you know, one of our investors and I, he's one of, you know, a father figure in my life. He, you know, I reach out to him all the time if I'm, if we're ever struggling with something and he's, he, he'll kind of calm us down and push us in the right direction. Cause you know, entrepreneurship is tough, man. This, yeah. this game is really, really challenging and it'll take a lot out of you and, he kind of brings that fresh, that fresh air and perspective back into you. So he's the one um, who got us obviously to go all in on it. He's been, I mean, th- he's been telling us to go in on it for over a year and a half, two years. Um, but, you know, now we, we kind of jumped in and we're seeing a completely change in, in, in everything. And um, it's just really cool to see, you know, everyone, the skepticism is just is is funny to me because it's like every new industry is going to ha- have people take advantage of it, and there's going to have those you know those people who are you know taking advantage of of the moment, and yeah. um, you you see that with any industry, um, and people just <laughs> people not doing the research, people not understanding the technology behind it, and you know I've I've been in the rooms with people writing the code for the metadata in these files i've been i've seen i've seen everything uncovered under the hood with web3 and you know if you focus on the people who are building the future with it and not you know trying to just do cash grabs and and you know rug people and all this stuff like it's a it's a your mind will really blossom and and really start to understand how this is going to be the future um of I would like to say everything. I mean, Gary thinks that Gary says that this is bigger than the internet itself. And I would tend to agree because it affects, you know, every aspect of, of the world, even currency. And, and, you know, I even think the way corporate America is going to be restructured with DAOs, you know, and I think people aren't going to just be employed by companies anymore. They're going to be employed by, communities that they have you know incentive for and, and stock and stock in and support the mission and you're going to see people are going to start to live towards 
common goals instead of, you know, waking up, going to work and then coming home and, and doing their thing. I think they want to do their thing 24 seven instead of, instead of not reserve these eight hours, nine hours of to build someone else's dream. So let's talk about you a little bit um, before we get into the project. So originally from Chicago and you bounce around a little bit. What, what is it? Like you mentioned Chicago when relating LA to Instagram and then Twitter to Chicago, what is it about that city that's so like that, that you're like tied to? I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And it's like the web, my web three community is like a team and it's like, it reminds me a lot of Chicago sports is just like, we're so diehard and, and mm-hmm. we represent, we represent something very different. It's like that blue collar hustle, um, you know, any means necessary, like just get it done. Hard work. Like, you know, we believe like, look, hard work pays off a hundred percent, you know, yeah. inspired by Chicago, um, Chicago mentality. Um, and we don't want anything given to us. Uh, we want to work for it. And, uh, yeah, I've lived in both. I've lived in I've lived in the city for five years in Chicago. Obviously, I grew up my whole life in Chicago. But once you move to the city of Chicago, yeah, for a long time, you really get to understand the the core identity of it. And then I moved to LA for five years, so I have a nice balanced sample set. And you know, it's completely different. You know, the relationships, the intent in which you build them. You know, it's funny, and I tell this story often. Is like I have. I have friends, I have, you know, a large group of friends that are from Chicago who I keep in touch with. And I'm talking about like 50, a hundred. Mm-hmm. And it's like that relationship I have with them. I don't expect anything. I don't have an intent towards mm-hmm. our friendship. It's just like, I fuck with you. We're friends. Like we have this synergy. We love hanging out. There's nothing behind it. There's no, nothing to gain besides friendship. Um, and then you go to LA and it's like, the only reason you befriend people is to gain something from them. It's like, and there's some sort of mutual understanding of that, which people who think don't say that's not true are completely naive. It's almost like written on the wall almost. It's like a common, you just know like, Hey, I live in LA. I'm going to go to these parties. I'm going to try and get to know people so I can gain something from it. It's like a known thing. It's not hidden by any means. Um, And so that's just the difference. And, um, that's how I compare the two, you know, Instagram to, you know. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So let's talk about the project a little bit, like meta relics and your sneaks of nature for the people that are listening today, know what you're working on, but aren't really plugged in too much. Like what should they be super excited for? Like what's on the horizon? So, yeah. So meta relics is kind of like, it's doing two things. You know, it's, bridging the gap between web two and web three. And what that really means is for us specifically is like bridging the gap between digital and physical. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, iconic is, is a very, you know, physical product, but we live on, you know, and we're also in the, you know, web two, um, you know, environment and meta relics is really trying to glorify and kind of celebrate the history of all the physical digital things of our of our past um and that's really easy for me and fun for me because a lot of my work revolves around culture and nostalgia and you know growing up you know i was obsessed with 
you know, toys and, and culture and things that you can buy and play with. And, you know, whether it's, you know, Batman toys, Spider-Man toys, like, uh, you know, MP3 players, Palm Pilots, like just technology in general. I was, a huge, I was huge into it. I would collect, you know, all the new technology when it came out as a kid and just play with it, you know, and just consume it. And so, you know, Meta Relics is, is doing that, but in the Web3 space and, you know, a lot of the little kind of marketing collections I've done, you know, whether it's, you know, these, we call them Relic Punks, which is, you know, playing, you know, the, the crypto punks, but it's all, they're all made out of real technology from our past oh, um, nice. that I don't want, that I don't want to go away. And I want yeah. to celebrate and, and, and kind of bring it, it's almost this irony, right, of like, you know, these these pixel characters who are selling for millions of dollars um you know i'm making them out of these devices that you know have got us there and they're a large part of the reason why we're so obsessed with technology um so that was like a, a marketing campaign that we're doing to sell you know to kind of introduce what meta relics is and without saying too much uh we have a lot of different levers we're pulling that's coming up in the next couple of weeks that'll further explain what meta relics is but I wanted to start with this kind of ironic collection um, to kind of give the buzz and kind of be like, what is this? Like, this is unique and different, and but also has the style of, you know, transforming and morphing things together, which, you know, I think I'm known for. Um, and then under that is also my Genesis project called, you know, Sneaks of Nature, which is you know, basically I'm going to create a world of characters that are inspired by, you know, iconic um, sneakers nice. that it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be my identity as, you know, the sneaker mashups go, but it's going to take a completely different aesthetic um, approach that's agnostic, agnostic to different mediums. Um, so these characters, I'm basically building, you know, the, the origin IP, mm -hmm. And I'm going to be designing them in all different types of, you know, mediums, you know, you know, 3D, 2D, and even more minimalist um, to then put on different mediums. Um, and they're pretty crazy. It's, it's, it's a very heavy lift. Yeah. Because um, I'm building a complete, I'm literally building a world and I'm also building different mediums and in signing different collaborations and doing something I've always wanted to do my whole life, um, which I can't, I'll tease a little bit of it, but you know, with sneakers. Um, so we're, we're going to bring the physical into it. Um, we're going to have super high dreams and we're going to have super obtainable ones that are going to be um, kind of set up and ready for when the project launches. So it's going to have a full spectrum of hype. It's going to, uh, or not, I guess, hype, but it's going to have everything, um, everything mm -hmm. that I've ever wanted in a project. Um, it's like an all encompassing yeah. um, thing. That's going to be almost like my baby. And um, I'm using my community to help me build it, which is amazing because what we did in the first two weeks of releasing Metarelics is we, we zoomed with every fan. So anyone who followed us, we did a Google link and every day, for two weeks we zoomed with 20 people and we would do that hours and hours every day and just ask some questions you know why do you follow me like how did you hear about me what do you want to see from us like and we just took all those notes and that's how we started building our community and 
I'm going to continue to do that. And they're going to be more integrated every day into the projects so that they feel like they're building it with me and they will be building it with me. Um, I've already been putting out stuff that they've suggested. And, and I think that's really what our core, or I want our core to be is me giving back um, to the people who, you know, got me here. Right. Uh, the people who respect my work and, um, you know, that's really it. And it's, it's been, it's been really fulfilling. Um, it's something that I've never done before. Like the first five years of my Instagram account, I took no suggestions from people. I, it was very just me doing my thing. And um, now I'm kind of opening it up to the people who, who respect me and yeah. respect my work. So as creatives, we struggle with feedback sometimes. And I wonder what what have you heard from those zoom sessions that really like almost made you take a step back like shit this is everything i've accomplished so far and i'm i'm sitting right here in a zoom with all of these people who really fuck with me and want to see me succeed yeah it's one it's really it was really cool because i didn't expect it so like every you know everyone would go around the room and they would say you know how did you find about me or why are you here Mm -hmm. And I would say 80% of them were like, I'm here for your sneaker art. I got in, I got introduced to you through your sneaker art. So like, that's kind of how I was like, okay, I'm going to craft this sneaks in nature project all around, all around my community and all around what they're interested in and I've taken notes and, and built it basically off that. And I, you know, nostalgia was a big word I was hearing. So I'm building that into it. Um, so it's just fun just building things. I don't know if you notice, like a lot of my work is not for me, it's for the people. And yeah. like, I, it's for me, it's people first and what people w want to see. And as an artist, usually that's the opposite. Usually it's like, no, like this is my vision, I'm doing it. And, and, and you'll see because like when, when people put out their work, you don't really understand it a lot of the times. A lot of artists, you're just like, oh, wow, that's weird and unique. And like, mm -hmm. you don't, a lot of people just don't understand the art they learn to understand it but like with me you don't have to understand it you get it yeah and that's what i want i want when i put out an art piece you understand every aspect of it it hits a lot of emotional strings it, you can feel it you can takes you back to a moment in time that's what i want i don't want i don't want someone to look at my art and take an hour and wow it's interesting i don't know what it means like i don't know why he did those things like i don't want that it's just i want you to look at my art and feel good and feel like a kid again and and that's what i want too yeah um like that's like if you look at my room all around me like it's surrounded by things from my childhood that make me feel safe and make me feel happy and, and like a kid and, and keeps my creativity going and just reminds you of those times where like you know you're carefree right. and um that's what i want to instill in when, when people when they look at my work and um I don't want them to think too much into it, but you know, obviously I put Easter eggs and stuff in, into the work and a lot of, there's a lot of depth yeah. um, in the, in the conceptual um, development of the ideas. But um, yeah, that's, you know, and it's fun because when people bring up ideas that I don't really mess with, I'll fully explain why, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to say no, like, I don't like that. And like, I'll be like, listen, here's the reason why I don't like this. And I'll go deep into it, whether it's, 
why whether it's the aesthetic reasons why I'm not going to do it or like conceptually why I'm not going to do it, I will always back up why if my community is bringing to me something, why I'm not going to do it. And I'll be very upfront like, hey, thanks for the suggestion. You know, I'm not doing that idea because of X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, and that's something I really like because I, like I said, I'm very competitive about art. I, cha- I, you know, I challenged myself to ask why and, and, you know, that was a large part of growing up in the art in the art world and i say that meaning like art classes like i was put in art classes at six seven years old and we every you know the exercise in in critiquing is you you have to back up every reason why you do something and the teacher will put up your artwork and you have a whole class and they will drill you why'd you do this why'd you do this and you have to and you have to respond and you have to have reasons and that's why i don't think art is objective because or um why it's yeah um i i think there's reasons why um and if you can't back those up you know for me that's just you know i don't i don't want to say points points off but like i grew up in in that atmosphere and obviously with growing up with sports um and all that um we uh yeah like i don't know like i had to grow up in from that age and and kind of that discipline of like of you know art classes like that and um it's like instilled in me all these like rules and feelings and why you should do this and don't do that and and backing up those reasons is a really fun aspect of art that i think people don't really lean into like right they're like oh no art is subjective it can mean anything nothing's right or wrong i'm like nah fuck that like like, let's talk about it. Let's fucking let's 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 have some arguments. Let's like let's say why this is bad and good, why this should be stronger, why this doesn't work, why this does work. Like I that's just that's just the competitive spirit in me and I think it's more it's more fun. Yeah, and I think that's why creatives kind of struggle with that feedback too. It's like we never we tend to when we put something out, whether it is it's film or it's photos or it, or it's literally a piece of art we tend to kind of avoid the feedback part of it. And uh, we're always like, okay, this is what it is. And if somebody says, well, I see it from this lens, it's like, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. But I think that's what the beauty behind art is. It's like, it is so up for, I guess, suggestion in a way. But at the same time, if somebody is open to, hey, I don't like this and this is why, I feel like that would only make us grow as creatives over time. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, you know, most art is open for interpretation. Like most of it is, most of it is, um, you know, exactly like that, but like I'm in a different game, you know, I create art very differently and, and I challenge that and it's more fun for me. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it's funny, like in the last dance, it's like, I don't remember that scene. Like Jordan's like, yo, this is the way I play. This is the way I lead. And if you don't like it, don't play with me. Or, and if you want, and if you do, like you're going to get smoked. Yeah. Because you're, you're now in the arena with me and you're on the court with me. So it's like, expect to play with me and I'm going to play this way. And, and, um, yeah, like I grew up with that. That's that. like, that's, that's ingrained in me. So it's like, I, I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, I'll, I know I'm, I can, I'm going to be very opinionated and 
I'm going to back up my thoughts and you can like it or not. But like, I think artists, like I'm not a traditional artist, so I don't want people to take me as such. Right. It's mm -hmm. like, you would look at me and you would be like, yo, that, I, I never grew I, my whole life growing up. No one knew, I, no one knew I was an artist by looking at me and I played sports. I was into rap, you know, I had a, a large social life. Um, and there was just this other side of me that just, it didn't develop into like what you see now until I started listening to Gary V and I was very yeah. unapologetic, un unapologetic in how I thought. And yeah, he, he was a large part that brought this out in me. This like, listen, I'm going to do, I'm going to do things my way. And I want to say the things that I want to say. And it doesn't mean I'm not respectful to all art. It just means I want to play. Yeah. And I want you to play back. I want you to play with me. And, you know, I'm going to be competitive. I'm going to, you know, you put out something that I think is better. I'm going to try and put out something that's better than that. Like, um, like Gary was on a podcast with the Nelk boys. I don't know if you saw this one. It's a, it's an amazing podcast. If anyone hasn't seen it, it, it he really explains what web three is to people who have no idea in, in, in uh, layman's terms. And he's like, listen, if you do something, he's like, if you do something in life, like I'm going to try and do something better. Like, like, that's just me. That's, and like, that's how I am. And like, Gary, you can see that Gary hates Michael Jordan because he grew, he was a Knicks fan. Yeah. And like, I love that. I love that about him. Like, he hates Michael Jordan. And like, if I'm on a call with him and like, we're talking about Jordan, like, he'll like walk away from the mic and get super fucking upset and frustrated. I'm just like, and like, I love that. Like, that's okay. It's sports. Yeah. And like, um, yeah. And um, yeah. So <laughs> I think the future of what everything you're building and the, in a sense, the, the synergies between it all. I, I'm really, really excited to see where that goes. I'm really, really excited. But for the people that yeah. um, listen to this, that want to check out Meta Relics, obviously like people know who you are in a sense, but like, do you want to drop like, Hey, this is how you can get involved in Meta Relics and like follow me or anything like that. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, so follow us on Twitter, you know, at Meta Relics, um, at Meta Relics on Instagram. But if you want to get involved, you know, DM Meta Relics on Twitter. Um, fill out the application to join our discord um we're only trying to get people in there that you know understand the space under you know are fans of me so we can build together build the projects together um we have a no i don't know if you know what a grinding system is but we don't have like a leveling up system in discord it's 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 more of a, a family community who you know the more involved and more you know uh the more involved you are you know, the more your voice will be heard to be integrated into these projects. There's no, you know, so um, yeah. it's really exciting. Um, you know, I'm fired up. Um, you know, I've been doing Iconic for five years and the level of fire inside of me right now is, is in an absolute high. Um, and that's why my tone, even my tone in this like podcast is like a little, little bit more competitive and a little bit more fiery because of just like, I'm, I'm back to my roots. I'm back to like, yeah. I'm back to like, I'm just, I'm very passionate about what I'm doing and like what you're don't confuse the way I'm talking with how passionate I am about, you know, about my work and, and about leaving a legacy. Um, and just, it's fun. It's fun for me. And at the end of the day, 
um, you're either going to, you know, fuck with it or not. But um, I think I'm bringing a new, a, like a new fresh air to this, to the, to the NFT space. That's really kind of, it's all over the place right now. And, you know, I'm trying to bring what I brought to Instagram back in 2016 when, like I said, when, Insta- when all these profiles were, you know, sharing the same stuff. And by profiles, yeah. I mean like Hypebeast, Nike, Sneak, uh, Sneaker News, Kicks on Fire, Nice Kicks, you know, they're all sharing the same stuff. Um, back back in the day on Instagram, and I brought I brought something new and different to the table for them to kind of tell tell more interesting stories. Um, and that's what I'm doing in Web three. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of breaking down barriers, kind of challenging artists to do better. Because as you know, you know the art isn't always is isn't the the greatest. It's not approached with the great uh, the greatest intent. I would say that you know right. the intention for the art in in Web three is is all over the place right now, and I'm trying to bring something different, um, something authentic, um, and I'm challenging a lot of the status quo there right now. And uh, you know, because w- I'm I don't know if you saw, but I'm doing these relic moments where mm. it's kind of like uh, I call them cultural cartoons of Web three, and it's like the big news, the big news of you know the the, the day those big shockwaves that are sent through the industry. I'm trying to capture that through these art pieces and I'm only going to be re- releasing them to our community um, as these cultural cartoons. And um, so I'm doing a lot of different things that kind of are quick, you know, that represent the art that, you know, people know me for, but pushing the boundaries as well. What makes you strange on purpose? What makes me strange on purpose? Oof. You know, I think, I think it's, I just never wanted to grow up and I Mm. think kids are strange, kids are strange, man. And I think everyone should be strange. And I think that's actually a good question because like it's 2022 and more and more in culture, you're, 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 you're trying to be molded to be like everyone else. You know, you either, and right now you see, I mean, the world's so polarized, you either on the left or the right. And we're fucking, what are we, 8 billion people in the world? And we're all trying to be divided into two buckets. It's like, it makes no sense to me. And I'm trying to kind of tell the world that, like, you need to be in a bucket of one, one single, like who you are. And like, I think who we are as kids are actually who we are because we're so innocent. We don't know any better. We, you know, and I'm, I think I've never strayed away from being who I am and remaining a kid doing things that, you know, I loved growing up, trying to stay creative, um, stay curious. Um, so, you know, I'm strange because I'm still a kid, I guess. And mm. I don't want to be on the left or right. And I don't even want to be in the middle. I want to be my own thing. And I, I'm trying to encourage everyone to be their own thing. And, don't fall into a bond bucket or the other, like be, 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 be you, man. And I know that sounds like, so like cliche, but like everyone should be strange, right? Like every single person should be their own, you know, you know, depth of strangeness. And just like, I'm my own. Like I haven't, I haven't wavered away of really what I, I was when I was fucking six years old in my driveway, you know, 
yep. watching Jurassic Park. Like after that, I'm going and watching Jordan on TV and playing outside and and just being curious. Thank you for listening to the Strange on Purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like, review, follow the podcast on Instagram, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you check us out. It helps the podcast grow immensely. So I appreciate you. I could not do this without you. 